Lore Friendly episode 102. We actually have content this week. Way! Yes. Well, there's a lot that just went on recently. Like just a half hour ago, Hideo Kojima was on stage yeah. like, showing us more trippy it's, shit. Because it's the um, video game awards, yeah. isn't it? VGAs. Yes, yes. Showing us that new uh, piss gameplay that is just tearing up the forums. <laughs> Before we get to that, we should start with something that's on topic and on brand. The Sky Oblivion trailer Yay! dropped this week. You are actually doing work for that, I aren't you? I am, yes. I'm um, currently in the process of, revo- of recording some of the generic NPC lines because... Oh, fun. Because... Um, <laughs> My voice doesn't match up to uh, any any uh, of the uh, stock voices that they've got already, because mm. I'm unique. Can you give us uh, a taste of some of those Oblivion voices? Yes. <laughs> Do you have to like scrunch your face up into a potato to get into character? You know, it's like the whole part of yeah. I just press my face into a pair of stockings, and uh, there we go. That's it. <laughs> I want to have you repeat a meme-worthy line from Oblivion right now, but my mind is drawing a complete blank. Biazura, Biazura, Biazura! It's the grand (laughs) champion! I can't believe it's you standing here next to me. See, you should be the fan then, the adoring fan. I think I should be. But no, I mean, like the standard NPCs, don't they have something that they repeat over and over again? Thank you, kind sir. Thank is you, that it? Is... kind sir. Did you just play me your uh, Thank demo you, tape? Thank you, <laughs> Do you get to the Cloud District very often? No, didn't think you did. I know that Sky. See, you got the wrong game. It's called Sky Oblivion, though. That's true. That's true. I thought it was because it uses Skyrim graphics, though, not because Nazim is in it. <laughs> Apparently, I'm wrong on that. Mm. It's actually just Oblivion with Nazim in it. It's the exact same game. It's a Nazim yeah. mod, no more or less. Exactly. The trailer is a complete lie. They're just going to release it as an Oblivion mod. It's just going to be two kilobytes. It's going to place Nazim right in uh, the Imperial City. It's going to rename it to the Cloud District, and there you go. And he's he'll actually be in the cloud district because his programming never yes, allows yes. him to actually go into the cloud district. And there's also going to be a mod where he's just the emperor because that that's just accurate. You know, <laughs> yes, and he's immortal. He's immortal. You can't. He doesn't actually die. The mythic dawn doesn't kill him. Uh, he he just he's just there, and that's the end of the game because he doesn't die. There's no problem. There's no worries. Hakuna Matata. But that aside, uh, the trailer looked really good. Yeah, I'm really excited to see it. I love Oblivion. It was one of the first things that got me into gaming, bar um, Metal Gear Solid. Yes. So this is just going to be really, really exciting. That, and, uh, the trailer is narrated by a friend of the show, Daniel Hodge, who voiced, uh-huh. voiced uh, some voices for pretty much every mod in existence, but also interesting NPCs and a couple of my Fallout mods. I think he did voices for, but uh, yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of familiar voices, I think, <laughs> when I play this. It's I'm gonna hear your voice. I'm gonna hear Daniel's voice. I'm sure there's others who are. Well, at the at the end of the day, as vast as we may think the gamut of um, voice acting modders is, at the end of the day, it kind of like narrows down to your recognizable <laughs> few. Because if yeah, you yeah. take part in a big mod, like interesting mm-hmm. NPCs, 
then that generally makes it easier for you to lend your voice to other mods as well. Yes. Because you've exactly, got that exactly. experience and you've got that. Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah, like you yeah. get one job. There you go. You've got ten jobs, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Small world, small world. So when is this coming out? Because normally the thing, the joke with these mods is that they're never coming out these like total conversion ones by the time uh it's done elder scroll 6 is out and then they have to make a new game called uh i don't know hammer oblivion yeah <laughs> since we don't know where it's settled uh a set so it's uh yeah I mean, but they say it's gonna be soon yeah soon tm yep uh, they're just waiting on me. Ah, oh, you're the hold up there. I'm holding up the entire thing. <laughs> well, you just voiced those few lines right now, so there you go. It's done. No, I'm really, I'm really excited to see how it goes. I'm really excited to be a part of it. It's <laughs> nice to be a part of something which has got such a big following and such a big fan base. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to be working on something new, something different. <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's a game that i think a lot of younger players haven't played yet but they don't want to get into it with all the old graphics i mean i'm that way with morrowind oh god that's scary to think of isn't it <laughs> is it that they're gonna experience yeah. it for the first no, time no that people that people that younger people aren't playing oblivion <laughs> oh god i'm getting old well you feel that way i'm sure there's people who are older that feel that way about morrowind like you started with oblivion right yeah yeah so there you go like there, there's people out there who are like just like oh my god these people started with oblivion and not morrowind so it's just and there's people who say the same about morrowind and arena or what was the game daggerfall is the game right like yeah, yeah. yeah I, they're like hipsters like i started with daggerfall i've been listening to this band since like 1987 it's like that you know i've been listening to this band since they didn't actually put anything out yeah. i've been listening to them since they were working out their own garage yeah yeah so, they were ugh. selling cassette tapes out of their trunk and shit you know <laughs> i saw them in 85 at like fucking nottingham and then i got stabbed that's another story in itself but you know to be fair I was um, reading a story about this um, landlady, landlady who's retired after, I think, 69 years of working. Oh, nice. And um, she turned down playing the Beatles oh. for £25. Oh. Well, that's her claim to is... fame now. It's like the guy who didn't let Michael Jordan play on varsity. It's the same thing. It's just... Uh... Yeah. To, hey, to be able to run a pub for that long in the current environment that we're in, yeah. props to her, yeah. you know? Yeah. Props to her. She's a good lady. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun little piece of trivia. It's like, in hindsight, makes them look bad, but it's also kind of fun in a way. Like, ha-ha, look how dumb I was. But, <laughs> yeah. Made a mistake. Yeah. Lol. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a ton of venues that house the Beatles, but how many said no to them so there you go it's unique in its own way but yeah circling back to sky oblivion can't wait to play it starting monday because that is when alice is going to get her lines in it's just uh yep it's going to be straight out it's going to be great <laughs> yeah i'm assuming all the voices are new how are you going to adjust to not hearing patrick stewart and hearing our boy daniel instead it's going to be fun it's going to be very fun yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fine. It'll be fi I mean, how many people even remember the voices, right? I mean, other than Patrick Stewart. Um, You're the one from my dreams. <laughs> the Argonian voice is pretty distinct. It'll be interesting to see who they get for the female Argonian on that one. 
<laughs> That's what a female Argonian sounds like. You know, fun story. I actually showed this when I was trying to recruit someone to play the female Argonian's interesting NPCs. I actually showed the original Oblivion uh, voice actor uh, a script, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like, uh, how much do you pay?" And I'm like, "Er." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. This is all just for fun. Yeah, this is a mod. <laughs> I am a mod author, and so she just noped right out after that. I mean, I did offer to pay her, but it's just she, I don't think she could even take the job because of the like voice yeah. actor guild stuff, you know, guild stuff. Well, so. that's it's a double edged sword, isn't it? Because you feel like if you're accredited, mm -hmm. you're gonna get more jobs. But at the same time, you can't do stuff that you enjoy doing. It's like the guy who did the Atomic Radio mod who we can't name. Oh, Because he right, did right. it, yeah, because we can't name him. I was like, I'm the guy who did the Atomic Radio mod. Yeah, but the um, voice actor who you got for it. For, yeah, I mean, no, there was there was a guy who did, like, some of the skits, and he also did some, of the, like, Fallout 3 mod stuff, but he couldn't yeah. get credit for it because he was... Uh, he was a member of the guild, the Screen Actors Guild. Is mm. it the Screen Actors Guild or is it there a different guild? I forget. I think, uh, it's, I think the... it's the Screen Actors yeah, Guild. Yeah, yeah. So, SAG-ACRA or SAG-ACRA. SAG-ACRA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think you could still do uh, jobs. You just can't get credit for it. You just you do it for fun. You just yeah. like say, uh, this person sounds just like me but is not me. <laughs> yeah. No, but at that point, if you're already getting paid jobs and doing it professionally, you kind of don't want to do it not professionally you know what i mean yeah you kind of well i can't comment because i do stuff on both ends it's like yeah so like, i do this podcast with you and i get paid for it but then on the other end of the scale i have done some independent work uh, that i haven't been paid for sorry yeah so it's a, it's a double-edged thing like it's nice to be able to get paid to do what you enjoy, but it's also nice to have the freedom to do it just because you enjoy it. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Do you have yeah. any inkling of when it's coming out, or is that like forbidden knowledge that you cannot share? I have no idea. <laughs> Soon, TM. The Discord has a lot of chats, and <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I only pay attention to the voice acting <laughs> channel. Because <laughs> I want things to be a surprise. Hmm. I mean, but it's a game that you've already played, so how much surprise yeah. is there? It's a game you've played repeatedly. But they've got, like, channels for, like, concept art and textures and things mm. like that. I want it to be a surprise, what I see. I want to be impressed by how good it looks. I don't want to ruin it for myself. <laughs> because this is being done as a proper professional development. Like, it has its own audio team, its own voice acting team its own animations team and things like that so mm -hmm. i'm not going to ruin it for myself that's interesting do they need new animations for that or because wouldn't the skyrim animation suffice i don't remember oblivion having anything too crazy i guess maybe the animations for effects or something like effects animation not necessarily people animation i don't know was there anything in oblivion that would not be represented in skyrim in some way by a similar animation. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. Was but... there a sexy dance like in Vampire? Yes. Masquerade Bloodlines. Yes, it's missing the secret dance that is not in Skyrim. <laughs> clearly, and clearly you're gonna do the mocap for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so look for that soon, TM. I'm sure you're all excited. It's always nice to have an update on it at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Does it come out before Skywind? Is it the same people who are doing Skywind, or is it just all these I'm... projects? I'm not actually sure. 
Yeah, who knows? Well, hopefully it comes out soon. As long as it comes out before Elder Scrolls 6, we should be fine. Elder Scrolls 10. Yeah, should be fine, should be fine. Because once the new game comes out, then it's going to be like, well, why don't we port Oblivion to that instead? So then it just... Because that's what happened with Morrowind, right? Like, uh, Morrow Oblivion was in development, and then eventually Skyrim came out. So like, wait, we should just make Skywind instead. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, yeah. It's a fun cycle, isn't it? It's a fun cycle. (laughs) Well, shit takes time. I mean, I'm sure everybody involved in the project has full time jobs and so busy. Uh, Yeah. Playing highway. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) So you you know, you don't have. Oh, we're not playing Highway Woman now. Oh. I told you last week. I'm playing an Irish woman. Oh, that's right. That's right. In full chainmail, of course, to protect from stabbings. But yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) When you move to your new place in uh the hood so moving on uh (laughs) what else are we going to talk about this week so as somebody who's in heritage i always like to keep my finger on the pulse of what um heritage sites are doing to connect with audiences and the tower of london this week has done something that particularly caught my eye because uh, i am somebody who's a bit of a fan of um the old like 90s choose your own adventure books right Mm mm-hmm so the Tower of London has done a Twitter choose-your-own-adventure that I'd like you to play through with me today, Chris. Sure, why not? So, it's 1597. You're a priest imprisoned at the Tower of London. Can you break free? <laughs> Am I, like, a regular priest, or do I have, like, magic? Do I have healing powers? You will, Am in 1597, my friend, you will be a Catholic priest. Oh, that is, like, the so. worst kind of priest. <laughs> to be i thought here i could be like you know casting spells and shit and holding a wizard staff like gandalf but no unfortunately uh... not oh right so the way that this works is that it has um so it sets the scene and then uh, what it does is it gives you two options in linked tweets and you press on them and it tells you where to go oh okay so um You're kept in a small cell in the Salt Tower, with a guard who spends hours every day right outside. Do you attempt to make conversation with your guard? A. No. Resist. You must never associate with the men keeping you captive. Or B. Yes. Surely no harm in having a chat. Wait, why am I in a cell? Because you're a Catholic priest in 1597. (laughs) Is Catholicism disallowed? Catholicism was um, struck down after the dissolution of the monasteries by uh, Henry VIII and his Protestant daughter, Elizabeth I, is in charge. And she is notorious for cracking down and executing Catholics. Mm. So if I was a Protestant priest... I You'd be, be fine. fine. Oh, okay. You'd be right. Okay. Right, so you've got two options. Luckily, so... I don't know the difference, but yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So, do you uh, speak to the guard, or do you not speak to the guard? Sure, let's see what this guard has to say. Maybe I could bribe him. Promise him a spot on my ark. After I flood the tower with Christian magic. Bonding with your guard paid off. Yeah. He's offered to bring you a small comfort in exchange for a bribe. Oh, okay. What do you ask for? A. An extra blanket. B. More food, please. Is that it? <laughs> an extra blanket? Yes, I can't ask it's, for it's a or TV, B. <laughs> internet. It's A, it's a or B, mate. Well, it's A or B. <laughs> it's a choose-your-own-adventure. Well, if I'm a Catholic priest, I'm I, okay, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> 
So A or B, a blanket or food? I am going to go with food. Your guard agrees to bring you some fruit from the tower stores. Ooh, fruit. Do you ask for apples or oranges? Oh, well, I will take an orange so I do not get scurvy because scurvy Ooh, is good idea. problematic for people, I'm sure, in prisons. Exactly, yeah. And also, oranges are very expensive. Mm. Oranges are so much more useful than apples. With the peel and string, you can make rosaries to pray with. Oh, that was not what my thinking. What about the rest okay. of the fruit? What are you going to do with the rest of the fruit? A. Squeeze them to make orange juice. Or B. Eat them all. You need the energy. Yeah, why would I waste part of the fruit? I don't want juice. I want all of it. I need my energy for when I'm out there torturing people for having beliefs that are different from mine. So B. I eat them all. All of it. All mine. All the oranges are gone. Delicious. But you've just eaten your only ticket out. Uh. Game over. So we'll go back a stage. Would you like to do A? Well, clearly I, I would have to, right? It's my only other option. I'm selling yes. it to the guard. Congratulations. You've just made invisible ink. What? When you write in citrus juice, it won't be visible on paper until it's heated up. Oh, that's clever. Who should you send a secret message to? A. See if you can contact prisoners in other cells. B. Find a way to smuggle a message to the outside hmm. world. Well, I would try to get help from the outside world, seeing as other prisoners are locked up and they're not going to be able to help me. Yeah, <laughs> what are they going to do? They're just going to say, hey, hey, what's up? You know, it's not, it's not really going to go anywhere, so, yes. So using my Christian magic, I would try to summon the full forces of the Spanish Inquisition. Because, you know, nobody, nobody expects that. Okay. You write a message in invisible ink to your contacts outside the tower, asking for help escaping. But how do you get your message sent? A. Ask the guard to send it as a normal letter. B. Ask the guard to send one of your orange peel rosaries as a gift, wrapped in your invisible message. I have no idea, so I'm gonna go with B, because it just seems the sneakier option of the two. Ah. The orange peel rosaries are perfect, as the tower authorities don't question the orange smell on the paper they're wrapped in. Your secret message is sent. How do you prepare while waiting for a response? A. Explore possible escape routes from the window of your cell. B. Ask another favour of your friendly guard. Can he bring you a rope? I would... A, explore first. It makes no sense not to do that first. You could always do the other thing later. But wait! You've just received a response to your orange peel message. An associate of yours on the outside is willing to put up a thousand florins with which you can bribe your guard to let you walk out of the tower in disguise. What should you do? A, continue your plan to escape without the guard's knowledge. B, Risk offering the guard a bribe to help you escape. Well, did we find anything when we explored? No, because... But wait! <laughs> well, the guard is my bestie now because I promised him a spot on my ark, so I'm going to try and bribe him with money and maybe a window seat. 
You offer your god a thousand florins to let you walk out of the tower in disguise. He refuses to accept it. I thought we were friends. But when he's discovered that he let a prisoner go free, he'll have to go on the run. But he agrees to say no more about it. What should you do? Bluff, and offer to raise the bribe. Two thousand florins to help you escape, plus yearly payments of five hundred florins for life. B. Thank him for his discretion and don't push your look. Write to your contacts to tell them that the bribe has been turned down and ask if you can be rescued. I am exactly the kind of person who will double down in this situation, so let's double down on our bluff. Your persistent attempts at bribery anger the guard and he reports you to the tower <laughs> authorities. Game over. Yeah, but when the tower floods, he's going to be sorry he denied me. So... We're going to go B. Don't push your luck. Yes, let us let us go with B. Your contacts on the outside write back to say that they can row a boat up to the wharf and pass a rope over the moat to allow you to escape. It's very risky. Anyone could see. But there's no moon tomorrow night, so it should be dark enough. Go ahead tomorrow night or delay. A. Tomorrow night is too soon. Better to hold out for another dark night in a few weeks. B. There's no time to lose. Write back to arrange your escape for tomorrow night. Um, let's be patient because we just kind of told the guard our plans. We kind of just don't want to escape right away. We just want things to settle down, so let's be patient. You write back to arrange a different time to make your escape, but before you can secure a new date, your guard is moved to a different duty elsewhere in the tower, and you stop receiving your letters. Game over. <laughs> wow, I'm really bad at this game. It should be a 50-50 yeah. proposition, but... Seth. I might as well just convert to Protestant. <laughs> At this point. Protestant? Yes. <laughs> so, we're uh, arranging our escape for tomorrow night. So, mm. from your window you can see that the Cradle Tower, a small building close to the wharf and river, would be the best place to escape from. And best of all, a fellow prisoner being held in there is a friend of yours. How do you make contact with him? Is he? <laughs> a. Wait until he's also at his cell window, wave to get his attention, then try to use hand signals to send a message. B. Send an orange peel rosary and invisible ink message to him, with cryptic pencil instructions on how to heat up the paper to reveal its hidden message. Yeah, let's go with A, because B seems like things get lost in translation, especially seeing as I don't speak priest. You manage to gesture to your friend that you'll be visiting him in his cell without anyone else seeing. How do you access the Cradle Tower? A. Risk asking another favor of your guard. Can you spend an evening praying with your fellow prisoner friend being held in the Cradle Tower? B. The only way is to make a run for it. Wait until your guard enters your cell to overpower him and dash to the Cradle Tower. Well, the guard seems like he wouldn't like really help us so b <laughs> let's just kick his ass you attempt to overpower your guard and escape to the cradle tower <laughs> but you're weak from hunger and interrogation and he easily subdues you he reports you to the tower authorities game <laughs> over damn it 
Why are we so weak? You're, Is it you're just a priest. Oh, Catholic priest just. You're not a fighter. <laughs> you're a priest. But He's we a... have magic. <laughs> we have spells. Oh, Chris. Oh, sweetheart. That's not how. That's not how guards work. Okay. A fine. Your a. guard reluctantly agrees to let you spend the next evening praying with your friend locked in his cell. How do you thank your guard? A. Give him an orange peel rosary as a symbol of your gratitude. B. Hide a letter in your cell to be found after your escape, making it clear that your guard knew nothing of your plan and didn't do anything wrong. Well, it's got to be A, right? I mean, B serves no purpose other than depriving us of our vengeance. The guard thanks you for the gift and the following night takes you over to the cradle tower and locks you in with your friend. There are only a couple of hours until your rescuers will arrive by boat, but you both need to get up onto the roof. There are two possible ways up. A. Squeeze out the window and climb up the face of the building onto the roof. B. Force open the cell door with a rock and take the stairs. Mm, what was Squeeze it out of the window. Squeeze out. Okay, so we're a frail priest. We should be able to do this. Let's go with it. We've obviously been uh, putting things into our uh, strength stat here. Uh, you managed to climb out of the window onto the ledge, but are caught in full view of a guard passing below. He raises the alarm. Game over. <laughs> what? I mean, we could go with B with forcing it open with a rock, but that is clearly out of character for our frail, thin priest. If he's got this much strength, he should have been able to kick the guard's ass. I have I have not played this, so I don't know what's the right answer. Okay. <laughs> you manage to knock a stone loose and pull the cell door open without making too much noise, and both run up the stairs. You're on the roof, and you can see your rescuers approaching in their boat. What do you do? Stay low and hope that they'll guess where to spot you. B. Wave to attract attention. We should probably stay low. Your rescuers begin to climb up from their boat onto the wharf with rope, but a member of the public passing by on a nighttime stroll strikes up conversation with them, thinking they're fishermen. What do you do? There's no time for this. You signal to your rescuers to get the stranger to leave immediately so the escape plan can go ahead. B. You stay still and quiet while they chat and hope the stranger eventually wanders off. Uh, let's go with B. Let's, let's, uh, stay low and quiet. The stranger stays and chats for ages and ages, then eventually goes back into his house right next to the wharf. You then all wait to make sure he's asleep, by which time it's nearly morning. Do you continue with the escape? No, it's about to start getting light. You signal to your rescuers that it's too late to escape tonight, and they need to come back tomorrow. Yes, there's no going back now. You throw the rock attached to a spool of yarn. Your rescuers tie the end of the yarn to their strong rope, and you hoist the rope across the moat and secure it so you can climb across. Yeah, we're trying to get out now, tonight. I mean, I've been in this cell for five minutes, and I'm already ready to leave, so let's do it. You lower yourself onto the rope and begin to slowly pull yourself over the moat towards the wharf. It's all going to plan until someone spots you in the dim morning light from their window. You're all caught. Uh. Game over. <laughs> 
I want to choose option C, become a Protestant, but clearly that isn't there, so let's go with B. Your rescuers row away, and you and your friend make your way back down to the cell and carefully replace the loose stone to shut the cell door. Later, your guard returns and walks you back to your own cell. What do you do? A. It's your last chance to make a break for it. You knock your guard unconscious with the rock and steal his uniform. Play it safe. You politely tell your guard how spiritually soothing it was being able to pray in the company of your friend, and ask if you might be able to return to the Cradle Tower for a second night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, A is tempting. I mean, I'm imagining this guard has a very punchable face, but we've established that our character is weak and knows no magic, so we're going to just uh, go with option B and hope he falls for it. Amazingly, your guard agrees to let you spend another night playing in your friend's cell. That evening, he lets you out of your cell again and escorts you back to the cradle tower. By now, you know the drill. You wait until it's quiet, loosen the stone to open the cell door, get up onto the roof and wait for your rescuers to bring up their boat up to the wharf. Your rescuers arrive. You hoist the rope up over the moat, secure it to the building, and you pull yourself across the wharf below. Once your friend has followed you, you all make your getaway by boat. You manage to make your getaway by following the real-life escape plan of prisoner John Gerard, a Jesuit priest who escaped the tower in 1597. He later wrote a detailed account of his experiences in his autobiography, which is still in, d in print today. Oh. And resisted the temptation to embellish his own strength level, so kudos to John. I know! That was really good! I enjoyed that. That's a nice way to engage with history. As somebody who works in heritage, I think our museum should come up with something like that. Ah. And now I am free to preach, preach my nonsense preach. to the Yes, masses. exactly. There you go. <laughs> Happy endings all round. Um, speaking of nonsense, Hideo Kojima came yes, on GamesCon and released some new trailers for Death Stranding. What do we think of that? We got introduced to a new character, Mama, who doesn't really look like a mama in, I mean, the way I would picture one. She's very young and attractive. <laughs> I'm sure there is a reason for that, and when the game comes out, I'll be ashamed of my words and deeds. <laughs> uh, but at the moment, it does seem a little weird, but yeah. <laughs> The backstory behind her is pretty cool, though. She apparently has a baby that was born on the other side in the world of the dead, and so she's, like, still connected to it via her umbilical cord, and so she's, like, yeah. stuck in one place. So, And then they also introduce Guillermo del Toro's character. Who is not played by Guillermo del Toro? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so Guillermo del Toro doesn't play Dead Man, who kind of explains the whole baby thing, which was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah. Did you watch the videos? I have not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get a chance. I've been cleaning out the guinea pigs. <laughs> it's a very convincing yeah you just gave me. <laughs> um, so apparently the... You know how you have stillborn babies that like die uh, in the womb? Or yes, that, they die, that is like, something yeah. that is a, a reality in this world, yes. Yeah, so in this game there's like still mothers, apparently. So they're, they die, but their babies are alive. And so there's, there's this connection there. That, and so the babies are used to connect to the world of the yeah, dead, more or right. less. So it's, it's, 
Yeah, makes. <laughs> I think it, it's a a very routine explanation. It's nothing too crazy. It's kind of like Schrodinger's yeah. baby, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they use these babies, and that the sort of I guess uh, the babies are considered equipment, and so there's. I'm sure there's going to be something with where Norman Reedus's character grows a connection to the baby, and you know, yeah. kind of wants to treat it as human, as a human, and. And so it, it it's there's gonna be some uh some emotional beats there is I guess what Kojima is saying. Yeah, I'm I just I just wanna see the game out now. We mentioned this before when we were talking about the um E three stuff that was released about Death Stranding and there's only so much hype you can build. Just release the fucking game now, please. <laughs> I know he wants to keep it on everyone's lips, but it would have been more effective if it had only been properly announced like a year and a half ago. No, no. Like I I said, I understand wanting to keep the hype there. But as it stands, stop. (laughs) You're not interested. It's (laughs) it's making me less interested, which is a stupid thing to say because I'm excited about the game, but it's just making me less interested in the game as a whole, which is really sad. Are you hyped for anything that uh, is coming out soon? Um, I'm hyped for Cyberpunk. I'm very excited about Cyberpunk, ah, yeah. which uh, was announced to now be uh, being streamed on Google Stadia, which means that I'll actually be able to play it. <laughs> you won't need a new computer. You can play it through the streaming service. I mean, how is your internet? Really good. that would be a different My bottleneck. My internet is actually really good, so it's all going to be okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, so there you go. You should get the streaming service instead of getting the new computer because then, otherwise, I mean, the computer is going to be the bottleneck, right? Yeah, but so. there's only going to be like limited games that are going to be on Stadia compared Stadia. to, you know, actually buying a different yeah. system. It's funny if you read the replies to the tweet. People are like angry about it. Like, it's not going to be exclusive to stadia if it was exclusive to stadia i can get why people are angry why it's going to be on that platform but it's going to be in addition to all the other platforms so i don't really see what the problem is i think it's a good thing yeah there's nothing wrong with progress you know i mean more platforms are always good i can understand why people might get ticked off by less platforms by exclusivity because they might want it on their preferred platform like i had to buy a switch because i wanted to play that fire emblem game which is uh seems to be pretty popular on twitter but i wanted to play it so i was like oh but it's exclusive to switch so i have to buy a switch and that's kind of like annoying but if it's on a bunch of platforms it's just yeah yeah that's uh it's no big deal if it's on an extra one i mean you could criticize how well i guess the graphics will hold up on a streaming service because of i mean there might be lag there might be artifacts we don't know it just really depends on your internet connection but i think just the attempt is i mean just the to have it as another option for players who don't have a a, like a powerful gaming pc i think it makes sense nothing's being sacrificed there's nothing wrong with making games more accessible at the end of the day exactly so i think uh yeah i'm hyped for that as well i'm hyped for outer worlds which is coming out in two is months. that also going to be on Stadia? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because then you could play it on that. That would be pretty cool. But uh, apparently, that game you can kill like every NPC in the game and still progress it. It's it's pretty wild and just how like different how much they're hyping like the different options for playthroughs. 
so I'm not sure how they're going to manage that or how how it's going to play out if you do that. But it's it's kind of neat that that's yeah. an option. I know I'm not going to do it. I don't kill people, so it's uh, not how I'm going to play. I'm going to play through heavy dialogue and just talking to people because that works in real life. <laughs> Diplomacy. Wait. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it should be an interesting game. Another thing. I on that they mentioned is that uh, the endings are going to be slides so i'm not a big fan of the slides like they did that in fallout new vegas to like really tell you how your choices affected yeah. things like they showed the end of the game slides i'd rather have like people i can talk to and have like the world affected in real like, time the gameplay yeah. and not like yeah not like a fucking slideshow at the end so i'm not all that excited about that but uh i do think the game itself will be pretty cool so i'm kind of hyped for that what else did they mention at Gamescom? I guess it's still going yeah. on. But, we'll have more to report uh, on next week. <laughs> um, um, oh, did we mention that there's piss gameplay? You, in, yes, in you have mentioned that, yes. Did you just call it Metal Gear? I'm sorry, Death It Stranding. is a very Metal Gear Death thing, Stranding. isn't it? Is it? Could you pee in Metal Gear? Yes. I think. Was it part of the gameplay, though? Could you pee on your enemies like you can in this game? No. Could you pee on locations and have other players pee on the same spot to help grow a mushroom but, tree? But you did have pee? Johnny shitting himself as a recurring plot point across all the games. Mm. You did have a naked man doing cartwheels to hide from things, so that yeah. is in itself an innovation that is not going to be in Death Stranding, possibly. But, but yeah, you can pee on a spot and uh have some other player pee on the same spot supposedly and help grow a mushroom <laughs> i mean made of pee who doesn't love mushrooms made of pee yes it's like a magic mushroom yeah and someday somebody's gonna eat that mushroom and use it to fight koopas see it's all connected alice it's a story about a man his pee a mushroom and stillborn babies wait <laughs> It is, uh, it all makes sense if you don't think about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a unique form of gameplay. I mean, people piss, it's a natural act. So, yeah, put it yeah, in. Yeah, I'm sure, just, why not? I always just get excited by, um, new gameplay mechanics. It's always fun. It's always fun to see what, it's, it's always fun to see what he can put into a fucking game. <laughs> it baffles me sometimes, it honestly. Yeah. It baffles me. Very immersive. I mean, everybody has to stop and take a leak yeah. every now and then. It's just, especially in a post-apocalyptic world, it's just, you're not going to just pee in your pants. I mean, yeah, that's how the world goes. I, But if you do have power armor, I believe in Fallout, like, it's actually lore-friendly for you to pee right in the suit. Like, I think there is a mechanism where the sort of the the piss gets like transformed into water i'm not sure i mean it, it it's it's a fucking self-contained system where it's just you know you don't waste any of the water oh yeah you can turn pee back into water can't you, you evaporate it in the desert yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all part of the uh, all part of the technology yeah <laughs> It's like Dune. I think in Dune, the still suits did that too. Like they would take the sweat. I don't know if they took the piss, but they would take the sweat and they would reconvert it back into usable yeah. water so then it's nothing is wasted. Yeah, it's like a desert planet yeah. kind of thing. I did see a power armor mod on uh, the Nexus for a Deathclaw power armor. I don't know if it has the same sort of water filtration system in it because you're just basically wearing like a Deathclaw yeah. suit. But yeah, that looked pretty cool. 
I can't imagine what it smells like to be wearing that suit, but at that point, if you're the kind of guy who wants to walk around wearing a Deathclaw suit, you probably don't really give a shit. Your friends are probably not going to want to hang out with you anyway. I mean, <laughs> they'll probably just start shooting at you at that point. And who needs them? I mean, you're in a Deathclaw suit. Yeah, Deathclaw suits are <laughs> banging. That's so cool! So download that mod. Um, what else? Anything else? Um, the last thing I think we have to talk about is um, George R. R. Martin. I think oh, he's yes, given one of his first major interviews um, to The Guardian since the hmm. conclusion of um, Game of Thrones. And he has been, and he was asked during the interview um, if he had watched the show's final episode and um he said we shouldn't talk about that but um mainly the interview which basically says that having the tv show come out and having to try and outpace the tv show it was just a big old cycle of guilt because it's demotivating sometimes Mm -hmm. makes sense so it's like the tv show slowly creeping up on you and you think oh fuck it you know yeah, I would actually think, though, that the whole thing being done is also kind of demotivating. Not to kind of put a downer on book lovers who want to see the books come out eventually, but the fact that it's done and the story is out and the the twist is out and the ending is out, kind of, I don't know, it kind of would make you want to just, like, eh, what's the point of writing? <laughs> no, it says, um, he was saying that it's enjoyable. It feels like a weight's been lifted off. He's he because he's not feeling pressured to finish it. He can write it at his own pace, which is mm-hmm. I don't know. It's nice. I'm glad that he's feeling happier in himself. Oh, definitely for sure. I think he's in a better place mentally than he was when he's trying to kind of yeah. force out the the text. I just wonder though if he's in a state where he's comfortable with, like he's at peace. Mm-hmm. He's past the project. I know. There's a point where your mind sort of kind of moves on from something and there's a point where your mind is sort of motivated to write and that's where you need to be to finish something that is this dense. You need to kind of have that motivation. So hopefully he has that now. I'm I'm just not I'm not completely sure if I buy it. I just don't know. If, I I my expectations are low for whether these books are ever going to come out. Sometimes it's not about the ending. It's about the journey. It well, it's always about the journey. Uh, the question is is whether you're motivated to write that journey when you feel like it's not going to go to a place that you know I mean you already know where it's going to go it's already out where the ending is so it's kind of like getting there isn't as fun as it would be I think but that's just me I I don't know how he feels he might be all up and motivated and ready to write but it's just like part of me kind of feels like he's moved on. He's like, you know, ready for all these other projects and he's excited about this prequel that's going to come out and all this other shit that he's working mm. on. So, yeah, it does mention that he's got a lot of pro- projects and then once more time, you know, your general spiel. But I think, I just think, yeah, I'm, I think that he's in a better place. I think we might actually end up getting it, you know? <laughs> but he also talks about differences What's in. What's the over under? But he also talks about differences in fan interaction now that after the tv show he's gotten more and more fans and it seems like he's a bit sad 
sometimes when he thinks back on that, which is... Well, yeah, that is definitely the price yeah. of fame. You want to have a... I think the sweet spot is just being marginally famous, like he was before, where you people sort of recognize your work and they uh, celebrate you for your work, so you get yeah. that feedback, that positive feedback that you've created something that people enjoy. But you're also not overwhelmed by the sheer number of those people to where it just becomes noise, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like one person complimenting you is great, but if a thousand people are doing it, it's just, it's just noise. It's just it's going to overwhelm you. So it's just, yeah, you can't really respond in a way that's a conversation to a thousand people. Yeah. And for George, it's like millions and millions of people. So it's just, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's enviable and at the same time it's yeah. not perfect so yeah i just thought it was a nice little interview and you know what we always need to talk about game of thrones don't we <laughs> always need an excuse to bitch what's your over under on when the winds of winter comes out then summer season 2020 you think yeah. so <laughs> i'm gonna take the over on that but then again like i said i'm more cynical about yeah where he's at mentally no um because 2020 is right around the corner we're talking about like eight months right well uh did I say summer season? I meant Christmas season. Oh, Christmas season would yeah, give you Yeah, I meant more Christmas time. season. That's just me misspeaking there. Hmm. I'm good at that. I will still take the over, but yeah, that that's a little bit more yeah. optimistic. Yeah, if he comes out with Winds of Winter, that's before 2022, I think there's a good chance he finishes. Because then that means he's kind of somewhat motivated to, yeah. to get it done. You know what I mean? That he's motivated not to get it done, but he's motivated to write, which yeah. is more important. Um, but anything longer than that, <laughs> it's never coming out. Oh, you're such a cynic. Uh, Why do you have to balance out my optimism, Chris? Well, plus it's just, I don't know. He, it's, he hasn't shown he's, he's motivated to write it, so we'll see. We will see. We'll see. Words are wind, right? Isn't well, we'll see first? in a year's time <laughs> if it's gearing up to get out. Yeah, that'd be nice, though, to have that. To Remind read, me 12 I think, months. To revisit those characters. I think some distance too would be good though. It's not just to have to read it, like to read it now, like so fresh after the TV show ended. Such a fresh wound. Yeah, I think having some time actually would help though. It's just like a couple years. We want to revisit those characters and we could revisit yeah. them. It'd be nice. So it's just, yeah, at this moment, uh, I need some I need some distance apart. We so. need some time apart. Yeah, we'll see. You know. All right. Uh, that is it for this episode. Far more substantial than last week's episode in that we actually had content. <laughs> Yay! So, uh, tune in next week. We'll talk about more about uh, some of the games that were announced, the Gamescon, and, and some other the shit. And the uh, video game awards, VGAs. Yes, Talk yes. about them VGAs. All right. Talk See to you later. later.